Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. Each child that is birthed by a father and a mother is actually a universe of possibilities. They're not just created with your DNA. They are created for a purpose. They are created for an assignment. They're created for a reason. We're just privileged to steward those children in the path of their purpose. According to UNICEF, every child has a right to one, a name and a nationality from birth. From birth, a child should know this is where I come from and they should have a name you call them by. You think that this is wild. Some children are not even named. They have that amount of neglect that they're not called a name. It's, it's, it's scary to think about it, but it does happen. Secondly, a child has a right to family care or parental care or the appropriate alternative care. A child has a right to basic nutrition and shelter, which is why when I see a child that's homeless, it does something to me and we do our best to help. I've been involved in such situations to save a child from homelessness. Number four, a child should be protected from maltreatment, from neglect, from abuse or degradation. That's the child should not be bullied. And the child should not be abused by the parent. Abused, abnormal use, physical or emotional. Five, a child should not be required or permitted to perform work. Uh, we see a lot of that in Africa, I know, where children are hawking, they're selling something for their parents. When we run our summer camp, we actually have to work with the reality of this. I tell my people, we can only have the kids at summer camp between nine and 132 because we know regardless you have to change society slowly we are working with inner city children they will be required to do something so better we have them between 9 and 130 rather than say they'll be with you from 9 to 5 and then the parents will release the children at all that's it they're not to be detained except as a measure of last resort oh, may we never have children who have to be detained as a measure of last resort so that they don't cause harm to others or to themselves Seven, they're not to be used directly in armed conflict. Years ago, this probably was not even in the rights of a child, 50, 60 years ago. But with the conflicts in Liberia and everywhere, we see the child soldiers. We now have to say that, that children should not be used in armed conflict. It's what it is. Children have a right to basic education, basic education, primary education, basic health care services and social services. Are you providing that? Most parents do. So we need to encourage ourselves and give ourselves a pat on the back because the relentless opinions of everybody on how we should parent a child could be actually overwhelming for a parent. You begin to think you can't ever get it right, especially when you're Gen Z and you're Googling everything you need to do for your child. You'll be so confused at the end of the day. You know what, Gen Zs? Listen to your mothers. <laughs> they brought you up. You didn't die. The likelihood that they will help their grandchildren is very high. You know, It's not likely that your children will turn out worse than you did. Because now your child has got your mother and yourself, you know. The person who wrote that article on Google, do you know him? Do you know his antecedents? 
we'll be talking about somebody who was supposed to be a child expert in this podcast and how badly his own family turned out. Why don't we go with real authorities who have proven results rather than people we do not know behind the screen who are pontificating? I'll be back with more right after these messages. Subscribe to Voice of Change Podcast today on iTunes and Spotify and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Olajimoke Adenowo, and most of the conversations I have offline go on Instagram at Jimoke Adenowo. What is the neuroscientific basis for parenting? I'm especially attracted to this because of my interest in neuroscience and some study I've done in neuroscience. Why does a child need parenting? And when I say need, I mean need, absolutely need to be parented. Why is a child not capable of dictating to the parent how you should parent them? Because the child's brain is not yet developed completely until they're 25. Yeah. A lot of people are becoming parents before they themselves have developed brains. It is what it is. The part of the brain that is responsible for rational thinking is not fully developed until you are 25 years old. Because children's brains develop from the back of the brain, the occipital lobe, to the front, which is the frontal lobe. You know, the occipital lobe is important for visual integration, which is why you know your baby is all right when they open their eyes and they can track your movements and they can see you. That part is developing. The brain develops forward in the first year of life. Children begin learning language, motor skills. That is all the brain is focusing on. It's working hard, growing, trying to get in all the information and develop neurons and synapses at this time. Finally, the frontal lobe is developed. And this process is until early adulthood. The prefrontal cortex in the frontal lobe is responsible for personality and executive decision making. Have you found out that with a child, they might not be able to rank what is more important in a given situation? Maybe you as a mother enter a room, there's a fire, there's a baby in the corner, there's a liter of gasoline that you know what to do first. Maybe you grab the liter of gasoline first, you go out before a child might grab his iPhone and his charger first in that kind of situation executive decision making i've seen children drop things right at the edge of a table i'm like don't you know it will break no they don't know the capacity to think of long-term consequences have not yet been developed so they think in the immediate now i want chocolate now what will the chocolate do to you what will be an overdose of chocolate do to you little tommy does not care little tommy wants chocolate now Little Tommy doesn't care if he's going to get diabetes. You are the one who is thinking of that. Then why will you let little Tommy dictate to the entire house what he wants? Because he's crying. Feel free. Little Tommy knows that sometimes if he cannot get it at home, if he gets to Saksvit with you or Bedgov Goodman and he begins to roll on the floor in the public, some aunties, the general public will get him involved. Why are you doing that to your child? In Africa, we used to say it takes a village to raise a child because... An auntie will discipline that child on your behalf if you're not capable of doing it. It may be they'll tell the child to go to the naughty corner, right? I'm just saying, but they will do something to that child if you can't do it yourself. So the models of parenting have changed from where there was support for the parents, where the grandmother will come and help, the uncles will help, the aunties will help, to two people living in the city in a flat, isolated from their neighbors, trying on their own to bring up this human being or several of them at once. 
the functions of the prefrontal cortex will include attention. Attention. Do you notice the attention span of a child? It's always flitting from one thing to the other. It's not their fault. It's the way the brain is. You're going to let someone with a limited attention span tell you what to do with your life? Tell you when to leave where you are? I've been somewhere when a mother was being dictated to by the child that it's time for them to leave. And I gave her feedback. You don't parent your child that way. She, I heard what she said later. Oh, why would I tell her what to do? Sadly, she's passed. And the child has been parented that way. Why? Part of the baggage of parenting. She was reacting to her husband vicariously. She had made the child her friend. A 10-year-old. I told them at this parenting conference, I said, when you're getting married, don't just get married because the man is handsome, attractive, or the woman is beautiful and her hair is long. Marry someone who can co-parent with you. Especially as a man. African men protect their names. The future of your family, the name depends on the woman you marry. If she parents the child well or not with you, depends on the capabilities she has and the capacity she has as a parent. It's not her figure. It's her character, her intellect, so many things that are just not physical. I also said to them, every family must have a vision. What is the vision of your family? What will you be known for? The Medicis were known for something in Renaissance Florence. The Rockefellers are known for something. The Carnegies are known for something. People go out of their way to make sure their families have a legacy. And that's what you're thinking about before you say hello to that woman at the club. Join us next week for another broadcast on Voice of Change. It's time for change. It's time for change.